All right, that's me going live, everybody. Thanks for hanging out in the chat, people. And uh, this is Twin Shadows Podcast, episode 72. This is a special episode because it's not so special. We just got me and Steve, the greatest, most bodacious, dynamic, fantastic, outlandishly beautifully and handsome small children. Steve, Tom and Steve! Hey, hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, I could be a little bit better. Uh, you know, uh, ground control, Major Tom, you know what I'm yeah. saying, buddy? Uh, in a little bit of outer space here. Yeah, man. But, you know, it's interesting because this is our second episode. I, well, I can uh, hear you, buddy. I can hear you. Major Tom can hear you. Oh, or okay. maybe I'm, I'm trapped up in that tin can with you. <laughs> I'd hope you're there with me, buddy. I'd hope you're I'm there, there with me. You know, I'm the major. They don't even even ask who your name is because you're just Private Steve. Well, I'm Private Steve. I'll be that. But, you know, this is our second episode. And ever. The first one might have been a little rough. And now this one is already off to a rough start. I don't know, man. I thought 2021 was going to be better for us. Uh, What's happening? 2021 is going to be better for us. Okay, that was convincing. We, it just started. It just started. Give it a chance. Um, yeah, man. You know, gotta give it a chance. <laughs> um, I mean, things are happening, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm feeling sick. I feel sick. You know, that's why I'm here early to do this podcast because I had a call off work. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's all right. I'm hoping it's not COVID. Well, hoping. We'll see. Yeah. You know, I always say, God, kill me. He's, and I he's think figured it out. God he figured out his prayers. You know, it's like, oh, hey, God, I'm, you know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, God's like, I know how to kill I this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you like, hey, that's so that's funny you bring that up. I've been figuring out how to do, try to do God's voice. You're trying to. Oh, so how does God's voice sound so far? Oh well, I I'll just say this. Uh, wait in February, there may be. <laughs> wait in February. <laughs> Everyone, just keep your ear to the ground in February. Yeah, that's, that's all I can say. Maybe it's there's some shit coming your way. You know what I'm saying? This is. I don't know what you're saying. Now I'm just scared. Man. Oh, you should be terrified. I'm going to many different versions of hell. Okay. Well. Um... I guess, yeah, it is sounding like a much better year for us. Yeah, at least we're gonna die this year, you know? Last year, it kept us alive, fucking asshole. <laughs> it let us die when there was finally freedom. Oh, shit. That, I thought that blanket was a person. It was... Uh, what blanket? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-oh, it's gonna be that kind of episode. So, I don't know if you saw in news, but just recently, I saw that... Chris Evans is eyeing to come back as Captain America already. And speculation is maybe he might be evil Cap. He might play evil Cap or... Oh, like the uh, the Hail Hydra Cap from the recent yeah. comics? Well, two things here. So, well, we'll start with the first, which is Chris Evans. And then, of course, Robert Downey Jr. are probably going to come back maybe like as a, his AI, right, of Tony. Uh, he could do a hologram and whatnot. So, because that's what someone else was speculating. So, how do you feel about that with these actors already reprising their roles when they were supposed to have died and left the MCU for forever? 
Uh, I mean, it's it's comics, right? No one's actually the only people that ever stay dead is Uncle Ben and Bruce's dead pa- parents. Like everyone else that dies comes back some way or another in comic books, right? Yeah. So if anything, they're just sticking to tradition at this point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it looks like uh, Kevin Feige's already in talks with Chris Evans, and with how much money Robert Downey made on all of the Marvel films on the back end, I mean. How could you walk away from that, right? He was the highest paid actor in all of the films. Yeah. Because no. he got a percentage of the box office. He's a stinker. Bet they're not going to do that this time, though, huh? Oh, there won't be a bo- box office. What's <laughs> that? You mean straight to Disney Plus? <laughs> a percentage of the uh, su- the subs that they get? Yeah, that might not be bad money, huh? Sabrina said it's a rumor because he wasn't even aware of it. He said on Twitter that well, I, of course he's going to say that. Well, of course, yeah, he's like, he's not gonna be like, well, let, hey, everybody, I, yeah. what do you think? How are you thinking about it? I mean, do you even give a shit? Oh, I don't give a shit at all. But I know probably a lot of people out there do care, and I mean, it is it's where film is right now, right? That's what film is. It's these big blockbusters still. Oh my god, what the hell is that? Oh, hey, that's, uh, it's upside down for me, but that's, um, Trick or Treat. What's his name? Sam! Yeah, Sam, like Sam Hain, Sam Wine, Sam Wise Gamgee. Kind of look like Sam Wise Oh, he's way more handsome than me, man. (laughs) I look more like (laughs) Gollum's retarded twin. Oh, god. Can't say retarded. You can't! Can't. What if, uh, but I can't, I'm Gollum. I guess you could if you're if you are right. Yeah, and no one's ever done a test to prove I'm not. I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm autistic. I believe it. They said that uh, there was a study that I saw on Reddit that's that they were. It was a very small study, so you can't run away with it. But that they found a correlation of autism kind of being within the uh, contained within the sperm. Of things, of the genetics there, and that's kind of how it gets transferred. And that perhaps if you have, on the male side, if you have autism somewhere in there that you could, perhaps your chances of having an autistic child might be higher. What do you think of that? I mean, it makes sense. Because you have Luke. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But I was wondering about that, you know? I was thinking about that because, because of my family. I mean... You've you've met some of them, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. I mean, everyone, family, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not a geneticist. I have no idea. But I'm just going to well, say. Yeah, we're hardly filmmakers, but yet we're doing a podcast on film. Hey, at least the door is open on that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least I can look. <laughs> I, at least I have an idea. Okay, I've read some other people's screenplays, and I think we got, so we're going places. Yeah, I could tell uh, by watching this podcast, we're going places. Yeah, look at how far we're going. So, but I mean, man, you know what? You know, we need to get back into doing the criterion. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had a guest lined up for, since beginning of December, Katie Elliott, trying to get her on. Yep. Uh, hopefully next week she'll come on. Of course, I don't think we're going to go live for that. But, so this is a bit of a very impromptu episode, everyone, yeah. because we were planning to... We weren't planning to do this. Have a guest today instead of us just winging it like we are. As you can tell, very skilled at what we oh, do. Oh, absolutely. And you're having a wonderful time. And I know it. It's true. Hey, I had a question. So I was listening to this song. It's called uh, 
Um, lady. Oh yeah, she, uh, Easy Lover. Okay, so you know the song Easy Lover. She's an easy lover. She'll get a hold on to you. Something. Uh, <laughs> she is like I don't no think other I man. Know that song is that the way? Can you keep singing? Yeah. Come on, man. Put a little bit of soul uh, into it. I don't remember the words. Uh, yeah, don't get on your <laughs> knees. <laughs> oh, yeah, something like that. But yeah, the song's about how it's easy to fall in love with her, uh, this lady, right? Okay. Bro, I wanted to say, you know, it, it's nice to have some easy lovers out there, but loose women are better. You know, that's, that's what I want to say. <laughs> no more All easy right. lovers, loose, get looser. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Yep. So, do you know any other? This is why it's COVID killed been... stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was COVID that killed your stand up, buddy. Was it was COVID. <laughs> That's what got to it. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to ask me, buddy? I was going to ask you, do you know any other movie news? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you wanted to talk about it or not, but. I'll talk about anything right now. Yeah, it's... the uh, the crazy army hammer stuff that's been. Yeah, going what on. were you talking about? He's a cannibal. Yeah, some uh, allegations, uh, leaked text messages, go into like how he's kind of a sadist fuck? cannibal person. <laughs> he's like an ab- he's abusive to women, and he wants to eat people. Not necessarily the women that he killed, but he I don't know, <laughs> like deer hunter shit. You know, he wants to. <laughs> Diddy Mao! Mao! Diddy Mao! Oh, uh, yeah, I totally believe it. <laughs> I mean, look at that fucker. I mean, honestly, uh, have you ever heard of Tom? You know, he comes from a really wealthy family, right? All those rich fucks. Oh, like when you're rich. Dudes. I mean, that's how they survive. When you're rich, you ain't got nowhere else to go but cannibalism. <laughs> I mean, you've, t- you've tasted the world, man. You got to taste Bob now. Uh, honestly, I'm I'm surprised there aren't more cannibals uh, among us. <laughs> like, why isn't that a thing, man? Like, why don't I mean? I know it is a thing. Man. No, did you know there's cannibal forums and shit like that? Yeah, but of I course mean, you that. Thing. You're definitely you. You definitely look like you would have visited one of those forums. Oh, dude, at I least started once. it. It's called <laughs> eatyourneighbor.io. <laughs> you can you can buy our free beef sample. All right, let me ask you this, because this is a realm in the realm of possibility. You know how in Saigon they they released that meat that's grown in a petri dish. You know the chicken. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So let's say they could take your cells, your body, grow a chunk of meat of yourself, and then serve it to you. Would you? Would you eat? Yeah, that? sure. Why not? Really? You would? You would? I mean, I'm trying to DM Army Hammer about getting some fucking dinner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but really, are you gonna let him eat you? I totally. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? Let him nibble on your. Where would you let? What would you let Army Hammer eat of? He can you? have one of my ass cheeks. Um, That's a lot of food, dude. Well, he's gonna need it in prison. <laughs> <laughs> he's a evil person, I guess. He's just rich. I think you know, rich people. There's, there's like a. You know how in D and D they have those charts where it's like there's lawful, good, and neutral, and evil, and shit. Yeah, like he's chaotic evil or something. Yeah, like, like the like. Well, if you're really poor, you're evil, and if you're really rich, you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting how there's those uh, parallels yeah. there. Huh? Damn. So so his text messages got leaked, and 
he was like, I'm going to beat you, girl, if you tell the cops, and I'm going to eat you, too? Like, what was... I don't know. I just saw that he left the... What do you think about that, though? Like, someone's private conversations getting leaked? Because I know you seem like you'd be the one, that kind of person that, you know, when they have all those Apple iCloud leaks, you know, and all those pictures of people in compromising situations get put up on the internet. That you would definitely be there downloading. What? Never. How dare I? I respect <laughs> the sanctity of <laughs> privacy. I mean... But yeah, that's that's crazy, right? Just to think of the invasion of privacy there. I mean, but then you're exposing a cannibal. <laughs> yeah, possible cannibal. I mean... Possible? Okay, alleged We haven't dug through his cannibal. shit yet. <laughs> well, maybe that kid... D- they haven't found any fingers in his shit maybe yet. Maybe that kid so, did. Yeah, and, it's uh, all alleged. In that Call Me By Your Name movie. He dug through his kid. Scooped. Wasn't that Timothy Shalaman? Laramadan. Was it him? Was he the kid? Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did you hear about Dune? Uh, Apparently, apparently Warner, wait, is it Warner Brothers that owns him? Who's HBO? It's AT&T. Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers. So apparently AT&T is kind of going, well, they're still continuing with their stream, but they're kind of realizing the lawsuits that they're going to enter and all this bad shit. So they're going to, apparently they're going to start paying off everyone, you know, their fees. And then I guess a lot of these people are, have deals where if they hit so such, so many numbers within the box office, they get a bonus. So AT&T is kind of, paying them and then also i heard they're going to be paying even uh below the line people like key grips and key gaffers and stuff like that okay kind of cool but yeah so what do you think about and then i i heard for movies like dune they might push for that to go back into theaters so what do you think about that uh i i mean i think we're in an in an era where we have to adapt to survive right so I think that's a, a way that they're trying to adapt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The company, yeah, for sure, with all those yeah. movies. Um, personally, I think there's probably just going to be a thing where everything's going to go on hold, and then things are going to kind of come back, and then there's going to be just like, oh, we're going to re-release these movies in theaters, essentially. You think they'll re-release them? Yeah. How I think like in like five so then years. How far back would they go in like five years for the re-release? Because there's no way they're re-releasing Wonder Woman, right? Well, I mean, I think they're gonna re-release the good ones. You know, you, you know, ones that <laughs> that maybe have a market to be re-released. <laughs> but yeah, I think there will literally be like a block of for like a year or two of re-releases of movies that never got properly released during this time. I mean, that'd be pretty nice because then you'd have tenant right that 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 could also make sense considering ah, but they're still making movies right now so there shouldn't be really a lot of room but these movies though you know yeah absolutely. like i'm thinking like tenant it having its imax release which i'm sure that'd be a good way to see it um i don't think they'll have the option though right honestly i don't think it will really I think it will be a way to boost uh, attendance back once things get uh, reopened and we're back to full capacity type of thing. 
Oh, how soon? When do you go back to the theaters? Like, realist. I mean, I know you don't go to the theaters because you're a shut-in. But let's say, hypothetically, when would, what would, what, when would you go back to the theaters? What would it take? Uh, I think probably uh, like the 50 to 75% vaccination mark population. Oh, you'd go that soon, huh? Yeah, because honestly, I, well, one, I don't think 100% is even possible because there's just people that don't want it. Yeah. But I mean, pretty much once I have it and like the majority of people like are having to have started getting it, I'll be more inclined mm-hmm. to start doing things again. Yeah. But like I'm still I'm still going to wait until like I said, I think 50 to 75% of population vaccinated will be and that's you're not going to get much better than 75%, I don't think. I don't know. Well, for me, I, I mean, it's not even that. I mean, I think it would that would be a given. But still, I would still want to wait a little while before I go back out, you know? Oh, I mean... Especially at a theater where you're in such an enclosed area. Yeah, well, I mean, we're... I mean, people are already going out and doing it now without any vaccinations, so... <laughs> well, that's because of where we live, I mean. I mean, shit. I don't, I don't think that says a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, for a full full 100% capacity back, I don't know, right? That's going to be crazy, because I still think masks are required even after you get the vaccines. You still have to be cautious. Um, But yeah. Oh, Sabrina says she's getting it in April. Congrats, Sabrina. At least one of us will survive. (laughs) No, at least someone's getting the vaccination. But yeah, so buddy, Criterion, you know, we're going to be... Dr. Froggy had mentioned, you know, we need to get back to watching those. Uh, next film is uh, Lost in Translation. How are you feeling about that? You excited? To, uh, you're... I mean, Lost in Translation is a classic, so and it's a fun film. Classic we- weeaboo fantasy. Kylie and I went to see it in L.A. Not, uh, we went to see it in L.A. maybe two to three years ago. And it was really cool. We saw it on like a rooftop. Yeah, I remember you t- said that Bluetooth headphones or something. Yeah, yeah, they had the Bluetooth headphones so everyone could listen. Well, so you could isolate the sound, and I think you could adjust the volume too. But it was, it was. I mean, Lost in Translations. It's just a fun movie, right? It feels like you're a tourist on an adventure, a whimsical adventure, right? Yeah, with Bill Murray, uh, Sofia Coppola really captures that yeah um, and the, come on that cast right yeah well wasn't that scarlett johansson's first movie no, no she did was a kid actor but that was like probably one of her first features yes there you well no because i think she was a, Been on a lot of stuff though child, yeah I, I mean she's not but i know that was like a breakout one for her because they showed her butt oh. it was like oh who's this <laughs> I mean, I never even saw her butt in that movie. I saw... Really? That's in the opening I scene. only saw Matt Damon's Murray? Ding Dong. Matt Damon's Ding Dong. That? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Damon, <laughs> Matt Damon Ding Dong. You know what I'm saying? But... Oh, shit, dude. Lost in translation. Where is that at? Are you looking for the picture? No. You know, we I could see your camera, right? <laughs> hey, that's fine. I could see the screen glowing on your face there. She was in Home Alone 3? 
Oh, he's raising one eyebrow. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I actually liked Eight-Legged Freaks. That was a fun movie. I saw it once. With David Arquette, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was like uh I love those uh crappy sci-fi movies. The 90s and 2000s. Like Evolution, yeah. Equilibrium, those movies, you know what I'm talking about? Remember those movies? Those are great. I don't know if I saw Evolution, but I remember Equilibrium. Don't you remember? I don't know how that still has stayed in the uh, zeitgeist there. Because it's... Did I use that? What does that actually mean, zeitgeist? Big word. I don't know. It's like uh, when like public uh, consciousness awareness type of thing. Yeah. Is it, isn't it? Because, well, Equilibrium had Christian Bale, so there you go. And Emily Mortimer. Yeah, and Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. And Sean That's when Bean. you know it's a 90s movie, right? Bean. When Tate Diggs is in it. Oh, yeah. Sean Bean's in everything. Yeah. And I'm guessing he died. He died. He died, yeah, right? He's Sean the first Bean. character. He dies. He died right away. He yeah. dies because he likes books. Because <laughs> <You, laughs> he read a you book. You motherfucker, you read a book. And then they fucking blow his ass away. <laughs> yeah, because. So, buddy. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, to the main discussion, because I did want to get on this and ask you about it. I didn't really have time to formulate all of this discussion, but I wanted to talk about focal length. Oh, right. And what kind of focal lengths, um, sorry, chat was distracting me. What kind of- Stop distracting Steven, chat. Stop distracting me, chat. Um, so- it was kind of on the notion, well, just within regards to focal lengths, do you have any favorites that you like? How long do you like it? Uh, I would say I like it pretty long, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in, all, in actuality, um, I mean, I like everything. I know it's a cop-out answer. <laughs> I guess I would it say... It is a cop-out answer. Like, what would you gravitate towards, though? Because I think there's always... Because, for instance, I love I love tight shots. I love it to be tight, like zoomed in. You hate that, so clearly you don't like everything. I do. Oh, there's definitely times it's needed. Uh, I think there's a use for everything. It's like a tool bag. But I definitely prefer me like my mediums, my medium, medium wide. Yeah, because I like to see what's going on. I don't necessarily have to, you know. I like to to see the frame and like. The set design and everything in the come into play. I feel like when you get too tight, you're, you're, I know you're just building the essence on the the character and the performance. But I'm like, I also want to be in the world, man. I want to see that shit. Yeah. yeah, I think Tokyo Story they used a 35 or maybe a 50 throughout most of it. If they, I don't even think they might have changed the lenses. But you definitely get a huge scope of the set, yeah. right? I mean, you see that entire set in that world, and you feel like you're there in Tokyo. And I guess that still is portrayed, even though they used a 4 by 3 ratio, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You still see it in that box ratio. So, And I've noticed that in our films, I kind of lean towards a 35 a lot. I like that. I mean, a 50 looks great, too. I kind of like the way the 50 looks 
Uh, and that would probably be your medium wide yeah. lens you're talking about. I kind of like that maybe like to isolate someone, but then I like the 35 and maybe even wider, even 24, if you can get that. The wides to just really showcase the scope of things. But I think you also have to acknowledge that that's kind of going away, right? Because it's cheaper to do things on a studio or to green screen a lot of things. I mean, it's just cheaper to go in tight, right? Because you don't really have to yeah, exactly. build as much. Yeah, and I... So how do you feel about it's that? It's depressing to me. I think it's awful. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I really like Roger Deakins, just because uh, how he always uses the environment in his uh, photography uh, so that it kind of also helps build emotion like everything right like i i don't want like when i watch watch a movie i I become invested emotionally invested right so i want to also i want to know what that world is like and a lot of times if it's just too much uh close up and the close up and the close up i'm like well i don't even know where the fuck i am and doesn't even matter where i am because yeah does it matter though no it doesn't right like (laughs) like i want like give me I like the why I like when they play it slow. Like that's why I like slow movies because you fucking live in that world, even though it might feel like it's dragging on, but it feels like, yeah, like holy shit! Like you see the mailbox is all beat up, right? And you get to see all the details that are interesting and cool, and you get to see, uh, like all the attention, the detail that the set designer got to put in, and the props people, and all that, all that work comes in. Then it's just like Tokyo Story, right? It fucking feels lived in. It feels lived in, and it feels Absolutely. like you're there with them. Like especially with how they uh, position the camera low and uh, angled up. And it's like almost like you were like yeah, a, like pretty much at your viewing height if you were actually yeah. In the room. If you're tiny. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's what I got. I mean, what do you think, man? What do you think about? You know what I was thinking? I. I'm okay with tighter shots. You know what I don't really like? I fucking hate some shots that are weight like the bird's eye view when it's too high up. Like I like bird's eye view if you're if like let's go ten feet max. But once we get over ten feet, man, like <laughs> oh god, this looks so. It just feels like ugly TV to me. I don't know. I don't know. Well, working together, I definitely in the scripts. I I like bird's eye views a lot. So one of my favorite shots and i think one of the reasons i like it a lot is just as a photographer it's just a hard shot to ever get you know you don't you're you're never up in the sky with your camera taking a photograph right yeah. i mean it's just not a, a a normal shot you'll ever get so being able to do that in video i think i kind of just i don't know maybe i'm just kind of into the fact that i can it, as opposed to thinking if i should yeah i mean you know I mean, if you like it, that's all that matters, right? You have a reason for it. I mean, there you go. yeah, I mean, we could just end the podcast with that then, I guess, right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of things, yeah. Well, there you go, everyone. If you want to make movies, if you like it, there you Do go. It. But but Do the it. thing that I would say is like really hard and is important is there's so many different... Uh, Tasters out there, right? Are so many consumers. Yeah. That's why I always say, make it for yourself, because there's too many assholes out there. <laughs> Don't make it for them. They're assholes. 
So what do you think about First Man? Because throughout the entirety of that film, there was a lot of tight shots. Oh. And I always go back to that film a lot because... I love First Man. I mean, Man. it was pretty much all shot in tight. I love First Man, and I like the cinematography because I feel like it's expertly executed as much as it is beautiful to look at. Because I'll, uh, Did you feel like you could see the set design in the wardrobe? Like, did... Do you feel like yeah absolutely but that, that was, was also because that was part of it's it worked because it is a claustrophobic environment to begin with if that makes sense like it's way more terrifying like if you were like if you saw the whole cockpit it's not as scary when that fire starts right but when you can barely see over the dude's shoulder and then it's like oh there's a fire oh we can't move <laughs> god damn it I lost you. You lost me. I'm here. Did you freeze? I'm here. Did you freeze? Or is it me? I mean, you're not frozen to me. Did you guys lose Tom? Is he on your side there? Uh, Guys. Oh, hey, buddy. You're back. I never froze. The chat has my back. Was I frozen, chat? You cocksuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him I wasn't frozen. I guess you. I, well, I thought you just got scared with the uh, cockpit and the fire. It's your end, Steven. See, that's where I left off with you. No, yeah, I was saying. Uh, that's where it works. That's where you. You know, that's when you use side shots to their fullest potential. I think. Yeah. Okay. So then, but then, how did he execute that? How did he still capture everything you wanted him to capture with those tights? What do you think? Or some of the elements sound design that he employed. Number one, I think is sound design because you it, it sells that you're in the. You, it feels like you're in the in the little tube thing with him. It adds more space. Yeah. Huh? That's interesting. You add more visual space by the audio space. Yeah, it sets you in. Like it blends you in there. And then number two is right, like the camera shake. Normally, I hate excess camera shake. But in first man, it's completely yeah. warranted. Like it actually makes sense and it works great because it feels like you're fucking sitting in that seat and you're shaking around like yeah. you're going nuts. And you know, it looks like you're in a cockpit yeah, right now. Like, oh shit! <laughs> Fuck! I can't believe this shit's real. And that people are, sign up to do this, right? Like it is so insane. Yeah. Like you're shooting fire out of your ass to send you into space and hoping it doesn't blow you up because once you're up there you're fucking dead otherwise yeah yeah Yeah. that's insane yeah i mean it really sells uh, how terrifying it was and also how cramped it was right exactly yeah because how long how long did the trip take was it like 10 days 14 days yeah i think it's like 10 days 10 days and they had to be in that little cockpit sitting down the whole time huh i think so yeah Dude, how do you not lose it? I mean, I know they did tons of tests, but doesn't that just make you claustrophobic? Like, I would just, uh, yeah. Not being able to move around, you know, like not being able to stretch. I mean, there's a reason why there are good, good, hardworking people out there. <laughs> and I just get to sit home there's and watch First Man. Astronauts are not easy to find, <laughs> right? And I'll watch First Man. Yes, watch First Man. Uh, one of the most snub movies of when did it come out? 2019? 2018? 2018. Ready that long ago, huh? So let me ask you. Yep. If for your next film that you're doing, short feature, whatever, 
If you could only use one lens, what do you think you'd, you you would use? 35. Yeah? Yeah, I really like 35. I think it's the perfect length. I think if you only had the one lens to ever shoot a movie with, I think you could go 35 because you can get good close-ups and you can get good wides. Um, I think, 30, yeah, 35 is, I think, a, the like the best. Do you know what Citizen Kane was shot on? No, but I can... I think they only used one lens for that movie. As in the old days, they would only use one lens. I guess because just to save on time. Maybe also you could endanger the negative reel by switching out the lens. Although that wouldn't make sense. But a lot of times in the older, with the older films, they would only use one to two lenses, and that was very popular back then. So for Citizen Kane, I believe they only used two but mainly one um i can't i uh, can't see the exact i just see oh wait this is not it it was shot on 35 negative 35 millimeter but that doesn't say what the lens was maybe that's what i'm thinking huh um yeah i'm not sure what the camera was I don't know. I'm sure there's some internet sleuths in the chat that can figure it out. But yeah, I think I, I would agree with you. I would probably go with the 35 as well. I know that whenever I do photography, my touristy type of photography, I primarily only use the 35. I mean, that lens just kind of hits everything that I want it to, you know, with scope and everything. It, it's not the best on doing like close-ups of people. Because it's not tight. And if you get in tight, you'll start to distort the image or the person's face. But it, it's just a beautiful lens and it just captures, like you said, you know, it captures the environment. Yeah. And it adds to that realism. Hell yeah. There you are. So if film, future filmmakers out there, current filmmakers out there, get that 35. I would just say, honestly, just practice the shit out of whatever you have, but... Yeah, of course. I mean, that always goes without saying. So do you ever get curious on any of your other projects to like experiment with stuff like that to kind of add? I mean, it's definitely for lack of a better word, but that kind of like gimmick where let's say you were going to do a film and you were going to just do a only bird's eye view or something. Do you ever think of doing and this would probably mainly apply to shorts, right? Because I think you can just have a lot more fun with the short in that respect. Yeah. You ever think of doing oh, that? Oh, all the time. Uh, I love stuff like that, right? Where, but I mean, it has to be executed, right? Oh, of course. All right. Like, I like stuff like that. Um, Everything works if it's executed, yeah. right? Right. I mean, especially, <laughs> I mean, I think shorts are perfect for that because you have just enough time to set up and execute what you're trying to do. And then you don't out overstay your welcome. I think uh, the thing the thing that's popping in my head is Hardcore Henry, where it's like, hey, look, oh, this whole movie's yeah. first person. And then it's like, it's great for 20 minutes, 35 minutes. Yeah, which it was a 20-minute or 10-minute short. Yeah, it was, right? yeah, originally. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, we'll make it two hours long or an hour and a half or however long it is. And you're like, okay. Yeah, well, then the same kind of applies to Lights Out in a sense, right? I've never like seen it was it. a great short, a great concept, 
And then, I mean, he did good. What's his name? Uh, Your hero? Pony Smasher? Yeah. Is it David Attenborough? Sandberg. David Sandberg. Sandberg. David David Sandberg? David S. Sandberg. Who's that comedian guy? Isn't his name Sandberg, too? Dick in a box guy? Adam. Adam Sandberg. Adam Goldberg? Andy Sandberg? Andy Sandberg? Jeff Goldblum? Yes. But David Sandburn. David Sandburn. Sandberg. Um, Burge? Sandberg. Burge. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, like, the Lights Out film was interesting because he really tried to build on it, and he did kind of establish a killer that was different. I mean, it, it felt different. It felt unique enough. Because, well, you know, he's he's a filmmaker who cares, and he tries. Yeah. But you could also see how it might have been better as a it. It definitely was done executed perfectly within the scope of what he was doing, and that was a short. Okay. So, what are some of the ideas that you've thought of doing for your short? Like, uh, you know, some of the challenges you wanted to to do. Or uh, I've definitely wanted to do a short where it was like all done through, like uh, the door. Like the little, like the peephole, where the whole thing is. Sh- <laughs> you would, you pervert. The whole thing is shot through the peephole, right? Kind of okay. like, uh, like or uh, people have those on like doorknob cameras now. Oh yeah, where it's like someone's fucking with the person. Nothing's going on with the door. Spoilers, but ah, so it'd kind of be like a found footage, found doorknob. Yeah, yeah, footage. exactly. Found door footage. Door, found door footage. Short down footage. Well, I guarantee you, buddy, someone's gonna rip that idea off. If Do it, please. I. Yeah, that'd be. A, that's. Really I don't good care idea. when people steal my ideas. I, I'm not gonna execute a third of them. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're so generous with them. Uh, I think. Well, one that I do want want to try out is in script writing. I haven't verbalized it. I've just been thinking about it in my head, so so I'm probably not going to say it correctly or word it correctly. But I wanted to do script writing with a fellow person where I take on the persona of the character and then they take on the persona of their character. And I was just thinking it could be like, a, I think I was inspired by a marriage story a little bit there. So I kind of wanted to just do it like um, couples, you know, oh. just like a couple breaking up essentially. Yeah are are at the verge of breaking up where maybe it could go one way, maybe it could go the other, but it's like at that precipice. And and I was thinking it'd be cool to so it would be me and then a female writer. Oh yeah. And then we we take on the character and we relate to each other. Wait, is she uh, the female writer? Is she uh is she a uh is she an easy lover? Or is she a loose lady? <laughs> oh, I mean, respectively. Well, aren't, Sorry. Yeah, respectively. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was thinking of doing that. And then I was thinking uh, of also maybe we could like act out the dialogue. Oh, yeah. You know, just do like a uh, loose ad lib kind of acting out the dialogue. Yes. 
like recording it. <laughs> yeah. Taking it back, <laughs> listening to it. Yes. <laughs> and then listening to it. Oh, hey, buddy. Turn, turn down the lights over on your oh, end. Uh, and how then, much do you want for um, this produced? <laughs> and then we could like type it up, refine it, and kind of do that. That way it would have like a real natural uh, appeal to it. And also kind of be like how real conversation can be, where it can be stifled and stilted and you can say things you you're not really sure like this podcast you're not really sure what you're saying but yeah you think you're trying to hit that mark where it's not not as precise and it kind of keeps that the realism of the chaoticness right that That sounds good to me man that sounds pretty fancy yeah but i i I did want to like explore something like that and try that out within script right yeah dude that's awesome i know one i've always wanted to do is uh a confrontation of the writer uh, where a character realizes he's a character in a story. And then he's like, why do you oh, do so this like shit to me? And it's like, wait, I wrote you saying that you wrote that kind of like a, yeah, the, uh, Will Ferrell did that. Yeah. Movie. I, yeah. Like, Buddy. I, well, his is a little different. What is that one? The happiness of uh, stranger than fiction. Stranger than fiction. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That was, that was like... when he could hear the narrator and she was writing his, story yeah but then they were also reading it and then they were reading what he was saying yeah. too at one point yeah yeah but you wouldn't do it quite no. like that yeah it, it, this one's they don't exist in the same reality but then they hear like the narrator coming over like a no they just realize like <laughs> that it's like it's so poorly written that <laughs> it becomes self-aware <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay a meta meta yeah meta meta. Meta, okay. meta 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 yeah man you went a few levels deep yeah huh? <laughs> yeah the character like yeah the character is so good but the world they're written in is so bad they, they become self-aware <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's interesting yeah and then you can kind of explore the concepts like simulation theory. Yeah, right? yeah, that's the whole. That was the whole point. Is like, are we actually just creating these little universes, and then when they're so shitly written, <laughs> the characters just suffer needlessly because we were like we forgot to add something into their world or something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Well, isn't there a night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're our, our own personal gods, right? And that we create these little micro universes that only kind of exist. Oh, I guess that's what a writer is, right? You you do create your little micro yeah. universe, and anything can happen. Anything enough. can work in it. Oh, yeah, and if you're good enough, I mean, the characters, I don't know, gain a life of their own in a yeah. sense. Have a life of their own. Yeah, that was my thinking. So fuck you, Will Ferrell, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, buddy, that's all. You know what? But I will say, man. You will have to see February. Remember, mark your calendars, everybody. Sometime in February. February. Is there a specific day in February? I'm going to aim for one month from now. Okay, so that would be February 14th. Let's ah, go. A little Valentine's Day Let's kind go of a February 18th, because that's a day on my day off. I'll announce it here. World premiere. It's going to put a lot of pressure. World premiere. A lot of pressure huh? on my back. Um, but yeah. Well, he hasn't told me anything. Oh, I know what you're talking about. 
Kind of. I loosely know what you're talking about. But everyone will see if I can pull it off. We will be waiting with bated breath. Right. So, yeah, buddy. I don't... I mean, do you got some other stuff you want to talk... Or do you want to dive into this script I wrote? Yeah, let's let's hit that script, buddy. Did you send it over to me? Oh, my God. This lighting makes me look like I got boobies. No, why didn't you tell me? No, I'm looking at your kids. boobies. Um, this is. Are you gonna link it to me? Yeah, I just sent it to you. Change my mic position. This is without a doubt the most offensive script I've ever written. All right, well, perfect. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is. God, there is a, a lot of characters here. Yeah. Oh, you're going to need to do lots of voices. Hope you're ready. Chat, I hope you're ready. <laughs> um, Who do you want to do the... Well, you got to be here. Stevie McGee, buddy. <laughs> Long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee. You going to do narration or me? You do it. I'll do all yeah. the other characters. You do the action and Steve. Stevie. Okay. Stevie McGee. All right. So, everybody, this is a long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee by Tom Casper. Frozen. I'm frozen. Interior Tina P- All right. Right off the bat. Interior Tina Pussy. <laughs> The long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee ran tightly over Tina's long, sweaty beard. Oh, Stevie McQueen, make me so horny, you do. Oh, baby, I tackle bitches in threes. Stevie McGee leaves looking for the other two, quote, unquote, bitches. Interior Amy (laughs) Vagine. The long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee pressed ever so carefully against Amy's bulging pelvis oh stevie mcgee i ache so desperately for you my knees quake my thighs thunder oh daddy oh they even better in threes what's stevie mcgee (laughs) stevie (laughs) mcgee flees leaving amy sweetheart dick and knees what's wrong with you You wrote this very high, (laughs) Dave. Yeah. (laughs) Interior Brenda, Coochie Mama. (laughs) The long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee play with Brenda long and sweet. She even beats his meat. Oh, Stevie McGee, I beat your meat. (laughs) Oh, shit. Threes. What about Brenda? Brenda did not finish. Cut two. Interior dinner, booby hole. The long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee having managed to complete the ritual in order for him to fully ejaculate comes to the booty hole dinner to carbo load for the next day search for the legendary three quote-unquote bitches. Take this, fella. If it ain't the best drink you ever did drink, I'll change my name right now. Long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee grabs the drink, sipping ever so slowly, 
a, a grimace grows on his face. This is the worst shit I ever did oh, drink. Darn tootin, I filled it with horse piss. Amy's my little oh. sis, you fucking piece of mad horrid shit. Get the fuck out of my bar. I gave her a good time. I sucked that lady's <laughs> dick. The bartender reaches for the double barrel shotgun over the top of the bar. I bet she even got a bigger dick than you. Bartender, suck my ass. Silly Sam shoots a hole in the door to his establishment. And good old sticky Steve McGee made it free again. Cut to exterior highway Poonanny time. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, Leticia said she can't hear what I'm saying, so that's probably a good thing. Can't hear what you're saying? Oh, hold on. Stand by. You guys can't hear Steve talk? They can I totally check, hear check. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They must okay. need to. They might need to refresh. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to send that to them on the chat? Yeah, there? guys, go ahead and refresh if you're having issues. Yeah, because I think it's on their end. I mean, it could be on my end with the internet connection. I don't know, but the setup sounds fine at least when I listen back. Hopefully, it's not doing static like Sabrina was saying. Well, I think it was a little bit, but I think it was just internet stuff. Okay. Hopefully, it was just the internet. I'll have to. All right, poo nanny time. All right, so let's continue. Let's get back to the podcast here. Uh, exterior Highway, Poonanny time. Stevie McGee successfully evaded the gunfire from the asshole bartender. Marking his way down a long, lonely stretch of road, Stevie McGee begins to feel a little tired. Being the responsible, ba- <laughs> Being the responsible adult that he is, he pulls over the side, pulls over the side of the road to sleep it off. Just as the long, sticky fingers of Stephen McGee passed out, the sound of hair growing in and around the car causes Stevie to wake up. What? Wait, what? What the hell? Hair all over? So nasty! My name's Kevin, you fuck! You massaged my sister's tiny beard! Tina's beard! And you left her blue bald. You die for this. Kevin's wildly growing beard surrounds the vehicle, trapping McGee inside. Look, I gave your sister what she wanted. You wanted more, McGee. You denied what only you could supply with those sticky fingers. Stevie realizes this and starts to massage the hair growing inside the car. Kevin drops the car and falls to his knees. Oh, stop. Don't you dare. The long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee stroke the man's hair until it blew. Dropping Kevin unconscious, covered in a very noticeable wet spot. I must be cursed. I hate this life. Why? Having been released, Stephen McGee drives away, leaving Kevin to his own sticky fate. Cut to interior gas station bathroom, shit stained. <laughs> the long, sticky fingers of Stephen McGee feel dirty, so Stevie scrubs and scrubs them. Thought you could leave, Brenda. Light shut off. Someone grabs Stevie. No one left you, Brenda. I just... It had been a long time, and I really wanted to enjoy it for myself. It's been a long time for Brenda. Even longer for Harold. Light magically appears back on, and on the back of Brenda is a living appendage Harold, Brenda's twin brother. I like to hold those sticky fingers. Let me suck one. Harold pulls the body of Brenda over to Stevie. 
Stevie attempts to fight free as Harold begins licking his fingers and grabbing them. Oh, hey, those fingers are for me and my bitches of three. That's me, isn't it, Stevie? That's right, baby. Not get Now get this freak off me. I got cool shit to do. Plus, I think I need a shower. Oh, you better call. Harold is really good at finding people. You bet. Interior Church of Jesus Christ. Cock o'clock. <laughs> yeah, you feel clever for that one, don't you? <laughs> Almost having his head blown off and realizing it's incredibly difficult to find three different women each. And every time he wishes to climax, the long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee seek to find the Lord. The long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee lay out on the altar of Jesus. Why, God, why have you done this to me? Poor fingers. They cry out for more. Jesus. They are so long, my fingers, and so sticky. Lord, why? Lord, please, why have you done this? A bright beam of light pierces through the night sky, blinding Stevie McGee, only for a moment. After that moment has passed, sight regained, the long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee kneels over in pain from the sudden momentary blindness. Three nuns reach to help the long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee. Oh dear, oh my, how long are those fingers? Oh yes! <laughs> The nuns all hold each other's hands, pulling out thick braided robe. They bind the long, sticky fingers of Steve McGee. What are you going to do to me? Oh, mister, we're flat on employing your services for quite some time. Stevie McGee closes his eyes as he's being dragged away by the beautiful nuns. Why, Lord, I want three of this, not three of this. The nuns begin to visibly age. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I will use these fingers you gifted me to the fullest potential. <laughs> Thus ends the tale of the long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, buddy. <laughs> All I say is don't do drugs, kids. Don't do it. Don't do drugs. You know, that's a great, uh, what do they call it? That's a great, uh, PSA. Yep. What happens when your brain's on drugs? This is what your brain looks like on drugs. Well, chat, are there any three bitches three out there? <laughs> Quote unquote. Bitches, Quote unquote bitches. That's that that's how you protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, um Yeah, hey, that might have been one of your best scripts, sadly enough. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> so what inspired the long, sticky fingers of Stevie McGee. Oh, he's not human. None of them are human. I kind of gather that could be the case. Yeah, they're aliens. <laughs> That's why they're getting... <laughs> uh, I figured... I wanted it to... Be, okay. I know this doesn't make any sense with what you just read, but I wanted them to be humans that were, were forced to live on Earth but had no idea how to live on Earth. <laughs> kind of like Third Rock from the Sun, but... Okay. All right. Is, does this have anything to do with the timely release of the uh, government documents about UFOs? Yes. You're going to find out a lot of <laughs> things about me in 180 days. <laughs> well, I think that's a great way to end this podcast, buddy. 
Can we ask our audience if they have any questions before we go? Do you have any questions you'd like answered? Sure. Don't forget to read it. If I will they do. read it. And I want me to after what you just heard, but. Want to forget you watched or listened to this podcast after what you just heard. Oh, we got some reviews. Everyone is scared. Kylie says, Kylie Cat, mom, come pick me up. I promise you, Sticky McGee only harms aliens. Oh, good job, buddy. You managed to make all of our female listeners leave. I mean, usual. what can I say? Like no other. You'll get a hold on and you'll see it. She's an easy lover. All right, I'm playing this out. You'll get a hold on and you'll 